Good morning, basketball fans. Welcome to another edition of the Upstate Hoops podcast here on FingerLakes1.com. I'm Jim Sinecropi here inside the FingerLakes1.com studios on the third floor of the North Park building in Seneca Falls, New York on a Sunday, January 12th, 2019. And uh, I'm alone up here in studio tonight. We're going to take a recap of all the Wayne Finger Lakes leagues as we kind of hit the midway point of the season. We're going to look back at all the action at the first full week uh, after the holidays of girls and boys Wayne Finger Lakes high school basketball action. I'm going to play some interviews with you with uh, Jerry Brongo from Gananda, Taylor Sharp, who scored her 1,000th point this week for Clyde Savannah, Caitlin McDonald. Uh, from the Lions girls basketball team, Amir James from the Lions boys basketball team, and uh, Jagger Kerr uh, from Geneva, who had a big statement win on the road in Newark on Friday night. I'll give you updated power rankings and the games to watch this coming week, so probably should get right to it. Got a full show ahead here on Sunday morning. The Upstate Hoops podcast and all of our coverage of Wayne Finger Lakes High School Basketball is brought to you thanks to the support of Generations Bank, celebrating 150 years of serving and supporting our hometowns. Visit MyGenBank.com for the best choices in checking, savings, home equities, mortgages, and much more. Generations has been the Finger Lakes Bank since 1870. Generations Bank member FDIC. And by Little John Orthodontics, Dr. Rod Little John and Dr. Liz Barbie are proud to support our area high school athletes. Check out Dr. Rod and Dr. Liz online at littlejohnortho.com. And it's Santo Propane, offering monthly billing at fixed rates. Get stable pricing all year long. Learn more at desantopropane.com. Since 1937, the difference has been DeSanto. And Bill Cram Chevrolet. All roads lead to Bill Cram Chevrolet on 5 and 20 between Seneca Falls and Waterloo. Browse their full inventory of new and used vehicles at BillCramChevrolet.com. So I think we'll run through every league one by one. I'll give you some results. We'll talk about the, uh, the where things kind of sit heading into uh, the second half of January, which means that you know sectionals are pretty much just. Uh, Geez, how long away now? A little over a month. I think things get started a little later this year. So I think the last one of the last days of the regular season would be like February uh, 16th, 17, 18. Uh, brackets will come out. We'll do our bracket show in here, of course. And then the following week it all starts. So we're not too far away. And it uh, feels a little spring-like this morning. Pretty windy outside, but... Uh, warm. It's but the past couple of days have been warm, so it doesn't feel like we're at the in the middle of winter, in the middle of the basketball season. But uh, a lot of action. Start with the Finger Lakes East boys because it's uh, probably one of the most intriguing leagues in the fact that you got these top four teams that are going to be vying for that league title. Um, three of them are Class B one schools, and then you have Wayne, of course, and A two, but you know, got started on Tuesday night with Waterloo traveling to Wayne in what was a pretty big game for uh, both teams. Anytime any of those top four FLEs teams meet, are going to be big games this year. And, you know, Wayne trailed by 20, third quarter. They came out of their zone defense, switched to man-to-man, and then just cruised the rest of the way for an eight-point win. So essentially they outscored Waterloo by 28 points in the last uh, second half of that game. It was Mason Blankenberg leading the way for Wayne with 20 points, Tyler Reynolds with 19, and uh, for Waterloo, John Lawrence with 12. And that was a pretty big win for Wayne because they've now beaten Geneva in overtime. In Geneva, they beat Newark handily in Newark, and they beat Waterloo now in Wayne. So they, they're they the one team that controls their own destiny here in the Finger Lakes East already, having beaten those top teams. Um, 
So everybody, they'll all get a shot at him again, but, but two of them, Geneva and Newark, are going to have to go to Wayne, and then Waterloo will host Wayne. So also on Tuesday night, Minders dropped an overtime game at Penyan. That was a pretty devastating loss for Minders and a good win for Penyan. Now, Minders, Penyan, Palmac, Midlakes, they're on the bottom half of this clearly defined Finger Lakes East League this year. But Minders and Penyan are both Class B1 teams, and or B2 teams, excuse me, with a shot at sectionals, even though they're probably not going to contend for the league title. Uh, they're going to contend for a sectional title and a bit of a statement win for Penyan at home against Minders. Those two teams could meet again in this postseason in sectionals. They'll meet again in Seneca Falls as well. But uh, Jared King exploded for 27 points. He had a big scoring week this week for Minders. Uh, Troy Cabot had 16. Uh, then for Penyan in the win, Brendan Prather with 21 points, Pete Nicholson with 18, Mason Coover with 13, Kyle Burma with 10, Dom Lafferty with 9. Uh, this Penyan crew is is pretty good and still fairly young and fairly deep. So the more the more I've seen of Penyan this year, the more I like them like them for sure. Um, Newark went on the road Wednesday night and held off Palmac 54 to 47. And the Reds shot 12 of 31 from the free throw line, um, giving Palmac a chance to steal an upset. But Newark did take care of business. And then Friday night, Wayne went down to Penyan and came out with a 52-41 win. Just talking about how Penyan's uh, improving, how strong they are. Uh, they they gave Wayne a game down in Penyan. Mason Blankenberg had 22 Eli Schichtel with 11, Tyler Reynolds with 10, and for Penyan, Kyle Berman had 14, and Devin Gerhart had 9, along with Brendan Prather's 8. Uh, so f- now we move, this was this was last night, Friday night, not last night, and also Friday night, uh, Midlakes traveled to Minders. Minders got a 76-65 to win, pretty big win for Minders, um, coming off that Penyan loss. Jared King had 29 points. Mentioned he had a big score in week 27 and 29, and that's really been one of the things that this Minders team has been uh, lacking is scoring, at least consistent scoring. Uh, it's usually maybe King or Cabot scoring. Be nice to get them both hot in the same game. Mike Bogart with 14 points, Nick Jones with nine, and Griffin Heron with eight. Midlakes was led by Kyle McCann's 27 and Trevor Van Ostrand 16. Waterloo didn't have as much trouble with Pelmac as Newark did on Friday night. Uh, Waterloo at home defeat defeated Coach Nolan's Pelmac Red Raiders 57-36 behind 13 points from Mike Hubbard and 10 from Julian Ruiz. So where does that put us here? Oh, yeah, the uh, probably the game of the week and the one I saved for last was that uh, Geneva at Newark game that you saw on FingerLakes1.com. And it was surprising to me to see Geneva and their fans go into Newark's gymnasium and just really shut it down. They like, took over the place. It was never a close game. Uh, Newark guards couldn't handle Geneva's pressure. Newark guards... Uh, you know, asserted themselves. They looked more dominant, more experienced, more physically uh, dominant. Uh, Devin Martin had 25 points, 10 rebounds, and it was and and they were pretty hyped up. Geneva was uh, on that win, and their fans, and it just seemed like there was no home court advantage for the Reds. And like I say, a statement win for Geneva after that after that uh, 64 to 45 win. It almost put it. It turned this Finger Lakes East race into more, a bit more of maybe a two-team race or a three-team race. But certainly, looking at what Newark did this week from the free throw line in Palmac and the way that uh, they just got rolled at home by Geneva, it makes it look to me like the Finger Lakes East might be more of a three-team race. But, again, we're at the midway point. All these teams are going to play each other again, so plenty of time to flip the script if you're Newark, but definitely got to get some improvement going. I mean, they they have great um, 
athletes and I, they just couldn't handle the Geneva pressure. The, the, the guard play for Newark was uh, couldn't get the job done on Friday night. And that's concerning, I think, also if you're Newark because both Newark and Geneva are Class B1 teams. And so not only was this an important league game, but it's a gauge of maybe where you are heading into sectionals. And, you know, Hornell beat Newark as well. You know, Hornell's looking good in Class B1. And it was just a pretty big night on Friday night for Geneva basketball. I mentioned those 25 points, 10 rebounds from Devin Martin, uh, Jagger Kerr finished with 19. We're going to hear an interview from him in a second during that postgame show. Nasir Harrison at 9. Uh, Newark was led by 10 from Josh Green and Adam uh, Lombardi with 9. So, how about it? Let's uh, let's have a listen here to uh, Jagger Kerr's postgame show on the Dr. Rod Littlejohn Smiles with Style postgame show. All right, everybody, welcome back. After that big win. To Newark High School Gymnasium, Little John Littlejohn Smiles with Style postgame show. I'm Paul Russo, Nick Police, and we are joined up here in the booth with our Chichino's Pizza and Restaurant player of the game, number four for Geneva, Jagger Kerr. Jagger, awesome game out there. Congratulations. Thank big, you. Big win. This gets you in sole possession now, second place. Obviously, tremendous step moving forward now in the season for you guys. For sure, for sure. It was a good team win. Everyone did good. Coach put together a game, good game plan, and we executed and got a good win. Mick, Jagger, <laughs> Curry. They, they say that a lot to you? Yeah, a lot of people ask me about yeah, that. You they were ask me my name dancing out on the court tonight, yeah. and uh, you guys kept that full court pressure going the whole entire game. Explain to the intensity of your team how you guys do that. Uh, we have two. Uh, full court presses and we just want to come out with an intensity and speed the game up because that's the place that we like and overall we did a good job speeding the game up and playing to what we want to play to instead of what Newark want to play to for sure big night for you from beyond the arc uh call you dagger Kerr now <laughs> big night for you collected one two three four three pointers 20 points total for you tonight yep it was a good game but without well, my teammates and my coach it wouldn't have been possible so i want to shout out them too absolutely and uh we understand that you're going to be going on and playing some lacrosse in college. Uh, I know around here anyway, lacrosse is pretty big for you. You know, obviously, play basketball, play lacrosse. Lacrosse, obviously, more, maybe not, maybe more important, yeah. wrong term there. But uh, are you excited moving forward with that next chapter? Yeah, I'm excited, but right now I'm focused on basketball. But when lacrosse comes, I'm very excited. I'm going to play with Lemoyne. Awesome. So it should be a good time, yeah. Awesome. Nice. Well, We'll present you this gift certificate for a free, large, one free, one large cheese pizza, Chichino's Pizza and Restaurant. I used it in Geneva, Waterloo. I'm guessing I know where you're probably going to use it, yeah. though. <laughs> Quick question before we get out here, though. Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? No. I'm oh, have to pass on Thank that. you, Jagger. You're killing thank me, you. Jagger. Congratulations again. Thank you very much. Good game, Jagger. Thank you very much. Good luck the rest of the season. Thank you. Thank you. And so that was a nice interview with uh, Paul Russo and Nick Felice with Jagger Kerr, who was a dagger uh, for Newark the other night. And so looking at the standings, you got Wayne at 6-0, and a game and a half clear of Geneva at 4-1, and Newark and Waterloo both at 4-2, and two games back. Penyan at three and a half games back at two and three in the league. And then you got Minders at two and four, Pelmac at one and five, and Midlakes at one and six. So plenty of great uh, Finger Lakes East matchups coming down the pike. As a matter of fact, next week on FingerLakes1.com, we have a couple of them for you. On Tuesday night, live at 7.30 at Waterloo, uh, it's going to be Newark at Waterloo, and this the loser of this game, I think, can pretty much count out their Finger Lakes East title hopes. And again, as I mentioned, Class B one sectionals; these are all kind of games, uh, you know, that help us figure out maybe who these is going to figure in sectional seedings. But also, these teams could meet in the postseason too. And um, having Waterloo beat Newark on uh, opening night, our first webcast of the season in Newark, and so now Newark's. This is a huge game for Newark. They just were um, you know, blown out of their home gym by Geneva, and now they're going to Waterloo, a team that they beat uh, in a 
close game in the opener, and they're going to have to look to bounce back against a Waterloo team that's going to be looking for revenge for that loss, and and uh, uh, that should be a good one. I'm going to be calling that game along with Kevin Korzineski, 7.30 on Tuesday night, and then Friday night, Waterloo at Geneva at 7.30, uh, another huge game. Uh, see if Geneva can keep it rolling. And uh, if you remember last year when Waterloo went to Geneva, Kyle Saluka hit that amazing uh, falling out of bounds last second three pointer to secure the win. A little buzzer beater. And uh, we'll see if the game delivers that type of drama again on Friday night as uh, Paul Russo and Kevin Sharp will give you the call on that one from courtside at the Panther Den. So. A big week ahead, a couple of big games on FingerLakes1.com from the Finger Lakes East. Now let's go to the Finger Lakes West, boys. Run through some results for you here. Um, Honeyoy defeated Naples on Tuesday night, 55-28. to uh, Allen uh, Jarosinski with 8 points, 5 steals. Jack Rounds with 10 points, 13 rebounds. Dom Trippy with 12. Naples was led by a double-double from Ben Green, 12-12. and And this Honeyoy team is turning out to be probably the most, uh, the strongest team out of the West, the main contender, I guess, to Red Jacket, who remains undefeated here in mid-January. And, uh, you know, Honeyoy's really kind of uh, garnered a little bit of tension in the West there. Uh, with their play. Also on Tuesday night, Red Jacket defeated South Seneca 60-33. to 27 points from Chase Rizzo, 17 from Matt Record. And then Honeyoy on Thursday night, two nights later, on the road against HAC with a nice 53-43 win behind 22 points from Dom Trippi. Uh, Red Jacket on the road again, or on the road Thursday night at Romulus. And this was, Romulus is, is improved, and this was, a pretty good test for them, and uh, they failed the test. It was Red Jacket just obliterated them, sixty-eight to twenty-seven. Sixty-eight to twenty-seven. That is a forty-one point loss for Coach Pisnak's Warriors. Matt Record for Red Jacket had eighteen points, five assists. Adam Borst had ten points, eight assists. Chase Rizzo thirteen points, seven rebounds. Andrew Demore with uh, eight points, twelve rebounds, and Romulus was led with Mike Kaufman's nine. And uh, some other games from the West. Uh, Dundee defeated Naples 59-42 on Thursday. And Stephen Webster had 20 points for Dundee. And then Romulus tries to bounce back at Bloomfield just yesterday, last night on Saturday night, and uh, couldn't do it. Uh, Bloomfield 59-41 winners. Uh, Simon Willie's 25 points was led the way for Bloomfield. So... Uh, as far as the Finger Lakes West looks, I just pull up the standings here. You got Red Jacket eleven and zero overall, seven and zero in the league. They already got a three-game lead over the closest uh, competitor, uh, which would be Bloomfield at four and two, and then you've got Honeyoy at four and three, Romulus at three and three, along with Dundee, South Seneca at two and three, HAC one and four, and Naples zero and six in the league. So, I mean, there's no surprises here. Red Jacket uh, clearly in the driver's seat, probably going to hold on and win this league. But you know, Honeyoy and Bloomfield a little bit better than maybe um, we thought going in, and Romulus on the rise, and Dundee as well. Um, you know these. The question here out of this West is which one of these teams could be a contender in the uh, class, you know, C2, C3, D1 sectionals coming up at the end of the year. So, and then another special announcement here Saturday night's Coaches versus Cancer in Bloomfield, Honeyoy Boys playing Bloomfield at 5 o'clock, followed by Honeyoy or Bloomfield Girls against Rochester Academy Charter following that and both those games are going to be live on fl1 radio so you'll be able to tune in live to the coaches versus cancer and that bloomfield honeyoy boys game is a huge rivalry it'll be paul russo and nick felice with the call uh, for fl1 radio so three broadcasts this week coming at you um two in the finger lakes east tuesday friday and then saturday a double header from the bomber barn so looking forward to that as the uh bloomfield 
boosters, basketball boosters actually stepping up, contacting us, wanting us to um, to do that game live. And uh, so we appreciate them thinking of us like that and helping to uh, make that possible. So kicking it over to the Wayne County boys. You know, obviously it's the Lions, all Lions. You know, wondering if there's a team out there that maybe could compete with Lions. Clyde has shown signs of improvement uh, f- from last year. You know, you wonder how Gananda was going to be losing a lot to Jaden Castrocini and Tim McClare, but still having that great backcourt of Brongo and Gabbard. Um, East Rochester is always just a question going into the season to see what they're going to be like. Um, but I'll run through some of those scores in Wayne, in Wayne County this week. Starting out on Tuesday night in the game you heard on FL1 Radio, Gananda defeated Clyde 63-57. to uh, Kind of a blow for the Golden Eagles and Coach Preston at home. And this was the game before they had to go to the Atwood and play the Lions. Uh, it was a it was a big game for both teams and uh, Gananda with a nice home or road win, excuse me. And then also on Tuesday night, East Rochester defeated Marion sixty six forty three, and Sodis over Williamson forty five to thirty nine behind fourteen points from uh, Javian Ortiz. Luke Jackson for Williamson had a nice game with fourteen points and ten rebounds. And then moving ahead to Friday night. It was East Rochester over Sodus, 58-48. Chuck Dom, 25 points to lead the Bombers. And then uh, just yesterday, Saturday afternoon, uh, Quentin Norris and, and crew uh, dropped a 68-44 to decision at home to uh, Genesee Valley in a out-of-league crossover game. But I saved uh, the last game from Wayne County this week here for the end is, you know, Lions and Clyde met again in the Atwood, and it's it's a, the Route 31 rivalry. It's the best rivalry in Wayne County basketball. One of the best rivalries in all of Section 5. Um, and it got me to reminisce into a couple years ago, um, not last season, but the season before, when that rivalry really came to a head with two teams with state-caliber um, quality rosters going at it. And the first game was in the Atwood, and it was Justice Smith's first victory over Clyde in his career after playing up against, you know, Derek Chance for Clyde on varsity since they were both freshmen. And that was just an incredible game. Uh, featured a half-court shot by Drew Carnavale, and uh, teams went back and forth before uh, Lions pulled away at the very end and uh, stormed the court. It was a great scene. And then we go further in the season to Clyde Savannah for the rematch. And there was a gas leak before the game. The game was delayed about almost an hour. Um, game didn't end till somewhere between 10.30 and 11 p.m. And it was just a packed gym. And it was this time it was Clyde Savannah storming the court with their students as they clinched the Wayne County League title. Marcus Chance had eight three-pointers, I think five or six right in the first half, and two of the great games that season. And um, now last year wasn't like that. It was all Lions. But this year we're trying to see maybe if this rivalry uh, could be rekindled. Lions heavy favorites, but, you know, looking at Cam Chance and Jaden McKinney, those two kids on the court for Clyde, they are – Super athletic. They're big and they're good basketball players. And so we would see if they would be able to temper um, the deep, talented Lions roster, who was without Justin Smith, who had his foot in a boot for the game. So that was another reason to think that maybe this might be a ball game. But in the end, Lions pretty much um, pulled out to a lead and kept it. They were up as much as 20. Clyde shaved some points off that late and ended up with a 71-57 win for the Lions. Benji Kemp had 16 points, Amir James had 14, and Horace Betts had 9, and Jatez Barber had 8. For Clyde, Jada McKinney had 23, Cam Chance had 21. And you know when you knew this thing was over? Pretty early, Cam Chance picked up two fouls within the first minute and 25 seconds of the game, and that was just... 
It's a little disappointing because if Clyde was going to have a chance to pull the upset, McKinney and, Ch- and, and Cam Chance both had to be on the court, and uh, Cam sat for a good portion of that game with foul trouble. And, you know, it's also it's kind of sad to look over at the, the Clyde bench and see seven kids. They dress seven kids. That's not enough, you know, especially when you're talking about foul trouble. You'd like to see at least eight or nine. Imagine practices with seven kids. You know, you can't scrimmage. You can't run your stuff. You know, you can't run your offenses or defenses against another team of five. So challenges there in Clyde and, and for a school with such incredible basketball tradition, um, 1993 state champs, and just a few years ago um, they'd won multiple sectional titles. They had the Bogans and DeSanto and Joy Faneel teams. Uh, and then, of course, the Carnivale and Cam Chance, Derek Chance teams. So, um, but they're on the rise, you know, a rebuilding progress. I was just a little disappointed to see the numbers, you know, seven kids on the bench, where meanwhile, Lions' second team, it, you could probably in practice, they give their first team a, a good a good game. So Lions incredibly deep, and Coach Schott has – them firing in all cylinders, uh, except for the fact that Justin Tootie Smith out with that indefinitely. I don't know when we're going to see him again. I talked to him before the game, and he hopes it won't be too long and certainly hopes to be back by the postseason. Uh, you know, Lions favorites in C2 without Justin Smith, maybe maybe not favorites anymore, maybe um, slight favorites, but uh, they're trying to win the school's 20th sectional title this year and three in a row and so hopefully Tootie Smith gets healthy and let's see here what do we got I got an interview another interview with you we talked to Amir James after that Clyde Lions game and Amir hit a great game man Uh, what a defender Um, his defense is probably the thing that stands out most, but you know he can hit the three-point shot, and when he drives to the lane, he has tremendous ups. He can hang in the air and finish. Um, there was one play where he was about to take it to the basket, and Jada McKinney was trailing, and, and Amir James went up, and he just hung in the air long enough for McKinney to pass by him um, before he laid it in, and some impressive stuff from Amir James, and we're going to hear from him right now is uh, – Rhett DeConey and I sat down with him during the Little John Orthodontics postgame show at the Atwood Gymnasium. And welcome back, everybody, inside the Atwood Gymnasium here in Lions, where your final score once again, Lions 71, Clyde Savannah 57. Lions improves to 9-1 in the year, 6-0 in Wayne County. Clyde drops to 5-4 and 2-4. And and it's time for the Little John Orthodontics Smiles with Style post-game show. Rhett and Tacconi and I are glad to be joined here in the broadcast booth with our Chichino's Pizzeria player of the game, Amir James uh, Jr. Amir finished with 15 points, including several spectacular hanging in the air, little dipsy-doo finishes at the rim. I mean, that's become your trademark, right? Yeah, I've been practicing. I've been practicing. <laughs> and you've also been uh, able to step out and, and bury some threes. I think you had, let's see, you had two threes in the first half 12 first half points um when the game was still kind of close uh three in the second half but uh definitely fun to watch play and um without justin smith tootie out with a foot injury um you guys talk about everybody stepping up yep big game next man up next man up yeah absolutely and really love seeing you uh, over the last few years to you know grow as a player and uh, add more things to your game. I know when you first were on varsity, you know, a lot about defense, and you had to, well, obviously with Justice and those guys, but yeah. really focused on uh, improving your jump shot, and now you, you can get inside, you can shoot it outside. What do you think uh, has been the, has that been your focus over the last year to really, you know, work on that jump or two? Yeah, really my mid-range because, like, everybody's bigger than me yep. in the middle, so I got to do something to get it over. Right, no, exactly. You're doing a great job, too. Pressure on the front of the uh, press. You know, that's your spot. Yeah, you defense know. wins games. Yeah, absolutely. No no doubt. You guys keep keep the pressure on all the teams you guys play against. Love watching that. So, um, 
you know, we've been following the Lions here at Finger Lakes one back in the days of Damon Hunter um, and those great teams. And I just can remember for several years Coach Zach Young telling us, man, you got to wait for this group that gets up, you know, um, started with justice, you know, the past couple of years. But now this current group, you're just so deep. You've played together for so long. Um, everybody from Benji is a senior down to J.C. Walker is a freshman. Um, you know, talk about just playing with these guys that you've played with for so long finally being up here on varsity together it's actually good because ben like sometimes if we're not playing at the school he'll help me like if we're at his house we'll go to the gym and then shoot and that's how it all starts yeah now you guys uh, a lot of you play with coach preston in the summer right in aau yep so he knows our uh, he knows the personnel of you guys but uh you know last couple years clyde down a little bit what's uh is the rivalry still you know what, what it used to be or are you uh you guys just kind of I, I don't think so. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Is it because you're friends with these guys, or is it just because um, there's sides been a little down the past couple of years? A little down. They lost. They lost most of their athletes. They yeah. only, well, not all their athletes. Most Man, of them. Most Kate, of them. Cam and uh, Jaden, those kids are pretty athletic, huh? I mean, yeah. uh, you wouldn't want to run up against Cam in the, in the dark alley. Yeah, I played with Cam in AAU too. Yeah, he was on our team. Yeah, he, I liked him on my team too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, great, uh, great start to the season. Um, you know that one lone loss coming to a tough North Star Christian team. What are your goals for the the rest of the season here? What makes this a successful season for you guys? We gotta improve on defense and work on shots. Uh, sectional title is that um, on oh, your yeah. radar? We're gonna go for another one. Yeah, I mean that's kind of what it's all about here at Lions, right? Getting those yep. sectional titles. I think uh, what is it, Rhett? Nineteen, nineteen, I believe. 19, yeah. uh, second in all, section five. Yep. Mm -hmm. Looking for maybe number twenty this year. So um, yeah, good luck, America. Congratulations. I got Thank your uh, free large going. cheese pizza here from Chichino's Pizzeria and Restaurant in Waterloo and Geneva. Enjoy it, and um, you know I'll, I guess we'll let you get back with your team and Rhett and I wrap it up. So congratulations, buddy. Good game. Nice Thanks. work, bud. So that was our Chichino's player of the Amir game, Amir James. Amir James, who can't say enough, you know, about how impressive he just goes about his business too. But he is, uh, he is a prolific on-ball defender. I'll say that. Not to mention, you know, what he does offensively. So before we get off of Wayne County and uh, move on to the Finger Lakes. East girls. We're going to talk about Marcus Whitman too. Um, can tell you about the Wayne County standings. It's Lions is six and zero. Gananda is just four and one, so they're only a game and a half back. But Lions already beat them once. Uh, East Rochester at four and two sits two games back. of Lions. Lions already beat East Rochester once. And so it is a team who you never know what you're going to get. Um, they're three and three, followed by North Rose Wolcott. At two and three, Williamson at one and three, Clyde at one and four, and Marion at zero oh and five. Um, but Jerry Brongo and Andrew Gabbard for Ganada, what a great backcourt um, and so much fun to watch. And Brongo was our Chichino's Pizzeria player of the game after that win in Clyde on Tuesday night, and so we're going to play that interview with Jerry Brongo that aired on FL One Radio. For you next, before we um, you know move on to, to talk about some girls basketball. So here's Jerry Brongo with Nate Sharman and Jason Hunt on the post game show on a Tuesday. Good evening and welcome back. We are here with Chichino's player of the game, Jerry Brongo. Jerry, great game out there today. Thank you. And uh, let's talk a little bit about your game tonight. As um, I think it was all highlighted at the end there when they were playing, where they're playing with a six point lead kind of letting the ball roll out so the clock didn't start and you, you jump in there and grab that ball. Yeah. Kind of explain to us what's going through your head there at the end of the game. So uh, we all know they're going to roll. They want to keep as much time that they can have to shoot their shot. And usually, like, you want to, like, scare them or, like, jump at it, hesitate so that they pick it up quicker. But I, I saw my opportunity. I just kind of dove for it, hoping for the best, and luckily I got that. <laughs> That's great. What was the game plan coming into today? Uh, we, we knew Cam was the best player. Our, we were focused around him. Whenever he drove, we were just trying to collapse on him, but we had to do a better job of getting out on shooters because that kind of killed us this game. He told us that at halftime. Yeah, and, and I guess I like, I like your guys' movement and offense. You guys are very unselfish. Uh, look to find that extra pass. Uh, do, you, do you face a lot of teams like, like Clyde? 
I mean, they play zone or that they, they, they have those gaps. Yeah, we go against a lot of zone, and honestly, when we go against zone, it, it helps us because we love passing. Like in practice, all we do is pass. So, and I, I feel like every team just kind of plays a zone against us because they know we can't really or we can get to the basket. So. You got to the basket really well. Like I said, before we went on the interview, I compliment you on your paintwork. Uh, pump fakes, you get people up in the air, and, and, and you uh, you know the game. It seems like a lot of you guys know the game, even Gabbard. You know, very very heady, very very glue guys. You know, you need those guys. Yeah. That's good. You guys got to be close. You and Gabbard, um, I, I see a lot of – I love those LU passes. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily an LU play-in, but uh, you and Gabbard pretty close off the court as well too? Or? Yeah, uh, we play AAU together for okay. uh, uh, Shock. If you've heard of them, all right, uh, and uh, I don't—I forgot what number it is, but Elliot too. We yep. all—we all three of us play together, and that we're we're a fast-paced team, so we're used to just passing each other. We we know where each other where we are all the time, so you could see that too. Yeah, yeah definitely. Well, congratulations! I'll let you get you back in there with your team and everything. Thank you. Uh, here's your uh, your certificate for Ticino's. You want a free pizza? Thank you. Uh, so when you're in town, or uh, there's a couple locations, so go ahead and grab yourself that free pizza. All right, thank you. Okay, yeah, you got it, man. Have a good night. Thank you. You Great too. Great game today, Jerry. Thank you. Jerry Brango, I tell you, now there's a kid, Brango, who's a lot of fun to watch play as well, especially paired with his backcourt mate, Andrew Gabbard. Um, C1, I believe, Gananda. Contenders, probably not. I shouldn't count them out. They got one more shot at Lions. Um, but beyond that, they're going to be in Class C1 with um, Marcus Whitman and Red Jacket. There's some potential really great um, Wayne Finger Lakes matchups ahead in uh, mid-February in sectionals in Class C1. Mentioned in Marcus Whitman, um, of course, they're not in the Finger Lakes East this year, or West, playing an independent schedule, so some different opponents. <clears throat> and talked earlier about how strong Hornell looks in B1. Whitman went on the road to Hornell, and Hornell handled them fairly easily, 61-48. to And then Whitman went on the road again to take on early college, and they got a 51-44 to win behind 19 points from Jordan Lehu, 10 from Noah Hildreth, 7 from Aiden Royston, and Liam Pendergrass pulled down 19 rebounds. So 19 rebounds, I would suspect that Liam stayed out of foul trouble that game, which is something that this Marcus Whitman team desperately needs, is Liam Pendergrass to stay on the court and um, not sit on the bench with foul trouble if they're going to go ahead. And the whole point of this thing for Greg O'Connor and Whitman going with the independent schedule is to win a sectional championship. They made it to the semis two years ago before losing to North Star Christian, and then they made it to the finals last year, and now this year I think they kind of want to seal the deal. So we'll see because, that, like I mentioned, C1, pretty tough. So let's move it over <clears throat> to the girls, starting with the Finger Lakes East. And on Tuesday night, Palmac girls on the road at Newark with a 61-52 win. And then on Wednesday night, Midlakes girls defeated Geneva in Midlakes 53-37. Kara Walker had a double-double-double. So what's that mean? 22 points, 21 rebounds. So not too bad uh, for Kara Walker there. Threw in five assists. Uh, Dolly DeJesus led Geneva with 17 Wednesday night, really big win for the Miners girls who who needed one. A host in Penyan, uh, a, a good, talented Penyan team, uh, athletic Penyan team, and Miners with a 40-31 to 31 win behind 14 points from Mackenzie Higby. Megan Marley had 12. Sydney Sandroni had 6. Penyan was led by Sierra Harrison, one of uh, Brett Harrison's daughters. Brett Harrison, uh, one of the finest referees that you'll find in Section 5, and he's been spending some time on the bench on Pena now that his daughters are coming up. Um, so Sierra had 11 points in that loss. Wednesday night, Waterloo took care of business against Wayne, 54-32, to remaining undefeated. Uh, Giovanna White-Principio with 15 points, Mackenzie Barber with 10. Friday night, Newark beat Geneva, 55-29. to uh, Alicia... Dive Bliss with 20 points and 7 rebounds. And Isabella Santel with 11, along with Isabella Robson with 11 points there for that win. Friday night, Penyan on the road 
Back on the winning track against Wayne, 33-24. Sierra Harrison with 10 points. Jamie Decker with 7 and 12 rebounds. Ashley Sisson with 7 points, 10 rebounds. Um, also on Friday night, mine in a game I watched, and it was a tough one to watch. It was 39-19, Midlakes beat Minders. 19 points, not a lot of buckets going down. Megan Marley missed that game for Minders. Uh, Kelly Kohlberger came up uh, from JV. Uh, she came in in the fourth quarter running the point and was pretty impressive. She's a ninth grader, and it seemed like when she got in and took over point guard duties that things just kind of moved faster, a little more aggressive and assertive. So that was a pleasant surprise uh, for this minder pro, Minders program that this hopes a really young Minders girls team. But, um, you know, it was Midlakes with the win. Kara Walker, 18 points, 19 rebounds. And uh, this Midlakes girl seemed not the juggernaut that they were a year ago, but continuing to approve and and certainly will contend for you know sectional a sectional title, third straight sectional title this year in Class B one. So just going to look real quick at those standings for the girls. And whoops, I, m- I missed something here. Okay, yeah, we got a couple more. The the main result, the big game on Friday night for the Finger Lakes East girls was Palmac defeating Waterloo, handed them their first loss, 40-39 to in Palmac. Katie Smythe had 14 points. Andrew Savage with 7 points, 13 rebounds. Waterloo was led by 14 from ninth grader Jasmine Lewis. And it was a little shocking here. I think Waterloo had control of this game until late when uh, Pelmac uh, came on. Eventually, I think it was Katie Smythe hitting a free throw with just a couple seconds left to secure that win. And a huge win for Pelmac, who is now at 7-0 in the league. Waterloo's first loss. Waterloo's 11-1 overall, 4-1 in the league. That means Pelmac's a clear two games clear of Waterloo in the standings, of course, they will play Waterloo one more time. And, you know, Pelmac, a little more experienced and and great size, but that Waterloo team just looked unbeatable for much of the season so far. But Pelmac cracked that nut, and, and now they control their own destiny in the Finger Lakes East that it looked like uh, it could have been Waterloo's league to win. Uh, Midlakes in third. Three games back at three and two, and then you have Wayne and Minders tied at fourth. Pena and Geneva Newark after that. So huge win for Dan Harris's Palmac Lady Red Raiders, and uh, that looking forward to that rematch in Waterloo later this season. Looking at the Finger Lakes West girls, where Marcus Whitman currently at five and zero. Oh, holds first place a clear one and a half games clear of Red Jacket and Romulus. Bry Parzak and his crew led by Maddie Ryan have uh, really shown to be probably the class of that Finger Lakes West League. Dundee's improved. They're just two games back at four and two. And then you got Bloomfield, South Seneca and HAC. Uh, some action this week. Dundee defeated Sotis 40 to 14 on Monday. So, you know, there's a Wayne County FL West crossover. Again, Sotus not near the top of those Wayne County standings, but uh, when you look at those crossovers, you try to evaluate maybe the strength of the leagues, and that doesn't didn't bode well for for uh, Wayne County. But Mackenzie Strait, 17 points. <clears throat> She's been having a great season uh, for Dundee, who is really improved over last season. And then we move up. That was on Monday night. Also on Monday night, Red Jacket defeated Women's Prep 56-10. to 10, 15 points from uh, Sydney Close. And Lillian Pinard with 14 and Ashley Reed with 12. Wednesday night, Red Jacket again, now going on the road, defeated South Seneca 49-36 to 36 in the game. <clears throat> a little bit of a rivalry, league rivalry there. And uh, South Seneca really having a tough time <clears throat> getting something going here. We knew this would be a bit of a rebuilding year uh, after just an amazing stretch of dominance 
by South Seneca over the past five or six seasons. And uh, Red Jacket, a little more experienced crew, uh, went into the Jack Guinan Gymnasium and got a 13-point win. Ashley Reed had 13, Sydney Close had 12, Olivia Hotchkiss had 10. And for South Seneca, Logan Shaw is 12 points, 5 rebounds, uh, Haley Bentley was 6, uh, Maddie Poth was 6 as well. Wednesday night, another crossover with Sotis. HAC defeated Sotis 54-39 to behind 17 points from Anna Thomas. Chloe Fowler had 14 points, and Zoe Crago had 8 for Sotis. Tiana White led the way with 21. Also on Wednesday night, Marcus Whitman with a test as uh, the Dundee Scots came to town, and uh, they passed 41-32, 9-point win. And it was uh, Katie Dethridge's 13.7 rebounds to lead the way. Emily Paddock with 9, Alyssa Chase had 7 and 7, and Maddie, Reb- Maddie Ryan pulled down 12 rebounds. For Marcus Whitman, for Dundee, Mackenzie Kratzley had 15 points, 10 rebounds, and Mackenzie Strait had 10 points, 6 assists, and 7 rebounds. Uh, and then Marcus Whitman, just yesterday on Saturday, another league game on the road this time at Bloomfield, place where Finger Lakes 1 is going to be on Saturday night for that Coaches versus Cancer doubleheader. Uh, Marcus Whitman wins 47-34, to and Maddie Ryan breaks out with 27 points in that one. Uh, Olivia Casperson had 15 points for Bloomfield. So, Wayne County girls. And now this is, Wayne County girls has turned out to be one of the best leagues competition-wise within the league in, in all the Wayne Finger Lakes. It's really up for grabs. And I'll run through some of the scores from this week. East Rochester defeated Williamson 50-41. to Samantha Lewis with 21 points to lead the way there. Zoe Zoots with 10 points, 12 rebounds. And Paulina Lexer, 8 points, 13 rebounds. Uh, Monday night, crossover. Big win for the Lady. This was a big week for the Lady Lions-Lions. Uh, they defeated Marcus Whitman in Gorham, or Rushville. Where's the school? I think it's in Rushville. 56-46. to Caden Crago, 14 points, 2 assists, 2 rebounds, 3 steals. Amani Harbor, 14, Harder, 14 points, 6 rebounds. Latavia Blaisdell, 9 points, 10 rebounds. Huge win again from Lions against the first-place team in the Finger Lakes West. I mean, that one jumped out at me. And then... Uh, two nights later, the Lions, Lady Lions, and the Clyde Savannah Lady Golden Eagles met. That's a rivalry too, and this one did not disappoint. Lions win sixty to fifty-six, behind twenty-three points and six rebounds and seven steals from Amani Harder. Caden uh, Crago twenty points, six assists. Latavia Blaisdell twelve points, eleven rebounds for Clyde. The freshman Jada Larson probably could be as a freshman the best player in all of Wayne County. 29 points, and a huge night for Taylor Sharp, the senior, who scored her 1,000th point. And we're going to hear from Taylor Sharp in a moment uh, as we uh, interviewed her at halftime of the Lions-Clyde boys game, along with Caitlin McDonald. Uh, so I'll play that for you in just a second. I'll run through some more scores here. Gananda, 37. North throws Wolk at 32. Uh, East Rochester beat Red Creek. Big win. That's a that all these teams are contenders, whether it's ER, Red Creek, Lions, Gananda, Clyde's been better. Wayne County's pretty balanced this year. Um, and Izzy Wilbur, 33 points, 8 rebounds, 4 steals, not enough there as ER wins by 12. And then Williamson, who's combined with Marion this year for the girls, uh, beat Gananda in Gananda, 43-39. So that was kind of a shock. I think Gananda's can coach Mewison for... Uh, the Lady Blue Panthers are going to be kind of trying to rebuild this year, get better towards the postseason. But a uh, nice win for for Williamson. North Rose Wolcott beat Sotis 43-26. And then I think this was Friday night. Pretty big win for another big win for Lions. So Lions with three big wins this, this week, the Lions girls. Very impressive. Uh, hosting Red Creek, they win 64-51. to Latavia Blaisdale, 23 points, 14 rebounds. Caitlin Crago, 16 points. Amani Harder, 10. Caitlin McDonald, 8 points, 8 rebounds. And for Red Creek, Izzy Wilbur, 20 points, 10 rebounds. Jenny Easling with 11. And Jesse Bolton with 8.6 rebounds. So, big win. Big week for Lions, and we're going to hear from Caitlin McDonald from the Lions team who sat in along with Taylor Sharp, who just scored 1,000 points 
with me during the Bill Cram Chevrolet halftime report in Clyde on Thursday night. So I'm going to play that. Well, before I play that interview for you, let me just look at these standings here in Wayne County girls because they're tight. It's tighter than any other league. You got East Rochester and Lions tied for first. So Lions wins three games this week to pull even with the Lady Bombers. They're both five and one. And then you have Gananda at four and two, Red Creek at four and three, Clyde Savannah at four and two. Uh, then you have North Rose Wolk at Williamson, so- Williamson and Sotis. So really there's five teams still in contention for this league title race. And the one that's really stood out this week was Lions. And East Rochester, you know, if you had to bet money, I'd say that it's going to be a two-team race at this point. But I certainly wouldn't count out um, Red Creek. And then, you know, Gananda and Clyde as well, still with a shot. So let me play that interview here. Is This, this episode's going to go over an hour, I can tell already, because uh, I still got to get your power rankings. We got to look at the week ahead. But first, I want you to hear this interview with uh, sophomore Caitlin McDonald from the Lions team. Uh, Coach Kristen Bassett's squad had a great week this week. And then um, individually, Taylor Sharp with a milestone 1,000 points scored in her high school career. So let's... Go back inside the Atwood for this interview here. And welcome back inside the Atwood Gymnasium. Your score at halftime, Lions 37, Clyde 24. It's a Bill Cram Chevrolet halftime report, and I'm joined here in the broadcast booth with a pair of basketball players who are familiar with the Clyde-Lions rivalry. Uh, To my right, I have Caitlin McDonald. She's a sophomore at Lions. Last night, Lions uh, defeated, if I just grab this, Defeated uh, Clyde 60-56. to 56. Was that game over in Clyde? Yeah. And then to my left, I have Taylor Sharp, senior at Clyde. And Taylor, congratulations. Last night you scored your 1,000th career point. Thank you. Um, what do you think about 1,000 points? Did you ever think that you'd score 1,000 points? Well, I'd hope so. I worked hard for it. That was something that you had on your radar heading into this yeah. year? Yeah. Yeah, well, you did it pretty early. You have more points to go. Mm-hmm. So... Um, congratulations. That's a Thank great you. accomplishment. And uh, Caitlin is a sophomore, you know, maybe get to 1,000 over the next couple of years. I hope so. So tell me a little bit about the game last night, 60-56. to 56. It sounds like a great game. Your program is on the rise. The, yep. uh, throughout your career, I think every year you've gotten a little bit better. Yeah. And, um, and Lions the past couple of years has been outstanding. And so to me, both these programs are on the rise. You both have a shot at sectionals this year. So tell me a little bit about how the game went last night, Caitlin. So we ended up in overtime. It was back and forth the whole game, up, down. Um, we played, we bo- both teams played hard. And did it, was there any uh, shots at the end of regulation to tie it or any missed shots that, that could have won it? Free throws. Free throws, we lost, huh? We missed 19. 19 free throws, yeah. wow. And so it, obviously in a four-point overtime loss, yeah. you just need a couple more of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Newark found that out. The Newark boys last night, they beat Pelmac, but they were 12 of 31 from the free throw line. So they call them free throws for a reason, right? Yeah. So, um, Caitlin, tell me a little bit about your, your team. Coach Bassett, uh, talk about some of the girls on your team. I've just been impressed with uh, the improvement over the past couple of years of the Lions girls team. Yeah, we're young, small. Um, we're... Coach likes to say a third-quarter team. Mm-hmm. We don't start playing to our potential until later in the game. A lot of op- missed open layups. We're, we're a strong team. I believe we could do much better. So, Caitlin Crago, uh, Blasdale, mm-hmm. Latavia. Um, who else? Amani Harder. Yep, yeah, that's another name we see a lot. So, uh, it's, it's a good group, and you've been together for, for some time now. Yeah, we played together for a while. Um, now, same thing with Clyde. Like, you know, I think this year is certainly a breakthrough year. Now, you got yeah. a youngster on your team who has really been making a difference, right? Jada Larson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jada, what did she have last she had night? Twenty-nine. Twenty-nine points, yeah. and she's a freshman. Yeah. Is that right? They're all freshmen, pretty much. And then you, you're the uh, elder statesman, right? Yeah. Um, so, as a senior, you have any plans next year? I'm not sure yet. I plan to go to college. Mm-hmm. I don't know where yet. Uh, any interest in any athletics or or professional? Yeah. Uh, there's a few that want me for basketball, one for track. Okay. And uh, what about is a course of study? Any, what do you want? Nursing? Yep. Okay, that's pretty cool. You thought about what you want to do after high school? Yeah. I want to go to UNLV. UNLV? Yeah. Running Rebels? Yep. 
and nursing or criminal justice. Oh, wow. Well, you, most sophomores don't have such a clear uh, idea of what they want to do at yeah. this age. So congratulations to you. Thank um, you. So you know, we got to probably step aside for a commercial before we come back with the second half. want to thank both you girls for stopping over, and uh, congratulations on the great season you guys are having. But before we go real quick, uh, give, tell me who the best player that you face in Wayne County. Izzy. Izzy, I, Izzy Wilbur? Yeah. Izzy Wilbur. Well, I, I figured that might be the yeah. answer we'll there. we tomorrow night. Tomorrow night in Red Creek or, or here. Here, in, here in the Atwood? Mm-hmm. Well, good luck. Thank you. Um, they're in first place right now, So, if, um, but you guys, I think, are in second place. We moved up? I think so. That's good. So, um, well, girls, again, thanks. C- Taylor, congratulations. Thank you. A thousand. Kevin Sharp is your uncle? Yep. Wow. So that must be where you get all those skills <laughs> from. Uh, Kevin Sharp, right? Yeah. Uh, um, Caitlin, thank you. Congratulations thank you. the rest of the way. So we'll step aside. Rhett Taconi will be with me when we get back on the other side. Uh, second half action straight ahead from the Atwood here on FigureLakes1.com. So that was fun um, getting to talk to a couple players from either side of that rivalry. Caitlin McDonald just a sophomore, so we're going to see a lot of her. And Taylor Sharp has just had an outstanding uh, career at, at Clyde. Um, during a time when that Clyde girls team has not really been has lost more games than they won, but this year could be a different story, and they're, they're building towards sectionals as well in Taylor's senior season. So, so there you have it. We we just hit you up with all of the uh, leagues. Three Wayne Finger Lakes boys leagues, three Wayne Finger Lakes girls leagues as we mid at, reach the midway point in the season. Things are starting to kind of shape up. And to me, I'm so excited about the rest of this regular season to see those rematches this in the Finger Lakes East between those top four teams. You're going to see a lot of those on Finger Lakes 1. I'm interested to see you know what happens for the Wayne County girls. Is this Lions team going to be able to overcome East Rochester and capture that league title. Uh, can Honeyoy pull an upset against Red Jacket this year? It's um, <clears throat> and then you know, can anybody beat Lions, or is Lions just going to cruise undefeated through the rest of the regular season before heading into sectionals? So uh, a lot of uh, good stuff as this season's really taking shape. And so with that said, I think it's time to look at our power rankings, and we'll start with the girls. As Palmac back in the top spot, Waterloo's held it for the past uh, <clears throat> four or five weeks. But uh, Palmac with that win over Waterloo up to one, and um, you know this was this was the tough one too. Maybe there was a little mistake here. Uh, these might have been compiled a little bit hastily as uh, Whitman lost to Lions, but still at number three. Uh, East Rochester tied for first with Lions and Wayne County at four. Midlakes at five. Minders at six. Lions at seven, moving up from ten, I think. Nine or ten to seven. Penyan girls at eight. Red Jacket Indians crack into the top ten at nine. And Red Creek Rams fall to ten. You know, I would think that Lions maybe should be a little higher, maybe higher than that Whitman team because they beat them, right? But uh, it's also tough. When you look at the top teams in the, or even the middle or lower teams in the Finger Lakes East, generally would have success against some of the top teams in the Wayne County um, or even Finger Lakes West leagues. So that's the girls' power rankings for this week. Let's take a look at the boys' power rankings. And you have the Wayne Eagles at number one. First place team in the toughest league. And Geneva with that big win over Newark actually jumped ahead of Lions to number two. Lions at three. Marcus Whitman boys at four. Undefeated Red Jacket at five. And then you got Newark Waterloo at six and seven. Again, they're going to face off this week. So that should be a good one. Penyan at eight. Minders at nine. And uh, the Andrew Gabbard and Jerry Brongo. They're Blue Panthers from Gananda, Gananda at number 10. So there you have your boys' power rankings released this morning here live on the Upstate Hoops podcast. Taking a look at the week ahead, some great games. Tuesday night, as I mentioned, Newark at Waterloo on FingerLakes1.com. 
that's really um, one of the only boys' games of significance on Tuesday night, but there's some girls' games on Tuesday night as well. Red Jacket at Marcus Whitman, huge game in the West. HAC at Dundee. South Seneca at Romulus, big rivalry game. Uh, Gananda at Clyde. And Lions at East Rochester, huge game there amongst uh, league leaders in the Wayne County Girls League. On Wednesday night, some boys action, Romulus, South Seneca, the boys half of that rivalry. Geneva at Penyan could be a trap game for Geneva after that big win at Newark to head down and play uh, Danny Doyle's Penyan Mustangs team on the rise. Gananda's at Sotis, um, and then Marcus Whitman hosts Wellsville. That's pretty interesting, too. Wellsville's a B2 team that has just an outstanding player, and it'll be interesting to gauge maybe where, where they stand against this Marcus Whitman team and to see what uh, Penyan and Minders might have to contend with in B2 as Wellsville right now, one of the favorites in uh, Class B2. Thursday night girls action. Marcus Whitman girls travel to Romulus, and that could be a uh, trap game for them atop the Finger Lakes West girls standings and then big rivalry in Wayne County Gananda girls at Red Creek girls Friday night Newark's at Midlakes Newark boys at Midlakes and then Finger Lakes one back on the air in the Panther Den in Geneva Waterloo at Geneva and that game should not disappoint if it's anything like last year's uh, matchup in Geneva Paul Russo and Kevin Sharp will have the call for you there also on Friday night, Minders travels to Wayne. Lions is at Sotus. Red Jackets at HAC. Marcus Whitman is at World of Inquiry. And the Palmac girls are at the Penyan girls. Um, then Saturday, we got that Honeyoy boys, Bloomfield boys game. First half of Coaches versus Cancer doubleheader that you can listen to live on FL1 Radio, followed by the Bloomfield girls against Rochester Academy Charter School. Paul Russo and Nick Felice will have the call from the Bomber Barn. So good stuff coming up this week live on Finger Lakes 1. And then going a week ahead on Thursday, January 24th, you're going to see or you're going to hear Another game on FL1 Radio between the Bloomfield Bombers as they travel to Red Jacket. So Nate Sharman and Jason Hunt will be live from Red Jacket. Then the next night on uh, January 24th, Friday night, Geneva is at Wayne on FL1 Radio. Paul Russo and Nick Felice heading up to the Eagles Nest. So a lot of action coming up here on Finger Lakes 1. We've already gone over an hour here this morning because uh, I had a lot to talk about. We had a lot of interviews to share with you. And I want to remind you, uh, we try to do more and more every season, um, but we're funded by sponsor dollars. If you enjoy what we do and you want to contribute, you can head over to patreon.com slash FL1. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash FL1. And you can make a small monthly donation. You'll get an email every month with an opportunity to cancel. So maybe you just want to contribute during basketball season and then... uh, stop it at the end of March you it'll be pretty easy you like I say you'll get an email every every month with the, the opportunity to cancel um, but we would appreciate your support it will allow us to do more between all the equipment and all the staffing uh, we, we do so many games that we usually blow through those sponsor dollars by the end of the season <laughs> and actually go in the whole little bit come sectionals depending on how many teams do well Um we can do more with your support. We'd appreciate it. If you enjoy this podcast, if you enjoy watching our live games, and if you want to support coverage of local high school athletes, then uh, head over to patreon.com slash FL1. We'll take any donation that you can afford, and that money will go directly towards our high school basketball coverage this winter. So once again, I want to thank our sponsors, Generations Bank, Little John Orthodontics, DeSanto Propane, and Bill Cram Chevrolet. And I want to thank you for joining me here on the Upstate Hoops Podcast. Connect with us on Twitter at Finger Lakes One. Subscribe to us on YouTube. You can just click that red subscribe button if you're watching us on YouTube right now and get access to all our uh, <clears throat> programming here at FingerLakesOne.com, including those live high school basketball broadcasts. And it could be pretty streamlined. I cut the cord this week. I canceled my cable and went with YouTube TV subscription, which is phenomenal. And um, so far, I'm, I'm 
probably the best thing I ever did. I'm not missing anything. As a matter of fact, there's more live sports available to me. Um, and I like the fact using like the Roku uh, interface that I can jump between YouTube TV, which is basically live TV, and then the YouTube app, which is where you'll find this podcast and all of our content on Finger Lakes 1 and all those live games. So it's um, been a, it's a streamlined experience. I, there's never been a better time to cut the cord, if you ask me. Um, there's just so much out there now. So I got like a Netflix subscription, Prime, Amazon Prime Video, and YouTube TV. And that pretty much covers covers me, along with the YouTube app. So, you know, I, I got home from the Midlakes on Friday night where I watched the JV girls and the Minders girls and Midlakes girls play. Meanwhile... We had our crew live from Newark, and so I, when I got home, I pulled that game up uh, actually on Saturday morning right on my TV and sat and, and got to watch that entire game and that entire broadcast uh, produced by Jason Hunt and game called by Paul Russo and Nick Felice. So um, just thought I'd share that with you since we've already gone over, but... Um, our audio-only podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher.com. Archived episodes are available at FingerLakes1.tv, and this podcast airs weekly on Sunday night on Finger Lakes TV Spectrum, who I just cut the cord with, channel 1304, so 1304 if you want to watch us tonight on Finger Lakes TV. You can also find our show live stream games and local news, weather, and sports 24-7 on the free FingerLakes1.com Android or iPhone app. Thanks for joining us. Great games this week on Finger Lakes 1. I'll see you back here next Sunday morning.